The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rolling Night Podcast, and the retain list has been announced, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> On the day that I tweeted not to worry about it and it drops, yay! It was literally within, within 20 minutes or so as well, I'm sure it was when you tweeted that out and then like half an hour later, club going, well, Danny's getting it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, 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 I detect finessing from the club there. <laughs> Big fans of that. Um, that's what we're going to cover basically tonight. The the players that have been released, the rumours that are still going, the update on the Smith contract, which is minimal. Um, that's it, I think. Mick, happy with that? Yeah, good. Let's crack on, mate. I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, we should say, let's, let's sort of, we spoke last night to Neil Richardson. Um, and it was great speaking to Neil. He is such a good... Like when the episode's out, you will love it. He is such a great guy. Really great, great to speak to him. Um, but thoughts and prayers with his part. His dad passed away last night. So massive thoughts and prayers with him. Um, yeah, because yeah. Neil is lovely. I've only met him twice. I've, I don't know if you met him before, Mick, Neil, but such a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's uh, it's really, really sad news for him. And uh, just hoping him and his family are all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that'll be in a couple of weeks. We'll uh, we'll sort that out as and when. Um, we have a few people with us. Donna London's with us. S64 Miller, Jolianne Simpson, PowerMad UK and Neil Taylor are the ones joining us so far. Um, also, what I will say is, um, just briefly, um, we have, I've put a sort of a survey out for it on our Twitter page for people to let us know what's good, what's bad, what you want, what more you want to see, that type of thing. If you get annoyed about Mick doing things, Ben eating, just let us know, put it in there, and I've got something to tell him why they're rubbish. Um, that's pinned. <laughs> it's pinned what? to our Twitter page. So if you, if you fancy just giving us a little bit, of, it's like three questions. Fancy getting a bit of feedback just for next season when, uh, when we, well, then we can get more on and more of what, what, what is wanted, less of what is not wanted. I'm um, on it now. 
the, one of them. Yeah. One of the top things of what do you want to see more of next season is mixed rants. That's one of the yeah, last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Well, <laughs> let me just let you into a little secret. Go on. As you're probably aware, some of you may not be aware, uh, we'll be playing in the Championship next season. Mm. Um, just I just thought, just in case there's anybody from down the road who's uh, strayed onto the wrong podcast, it's uh, it's a league above where Sheffield Wednesday are playing. Um, <laughs> And we are we we all know we all know the standard of refereeing in the championship. So I am sure that within seconds of the first podcast after the first match, there'll be a rant somewhere along the lines, won't there? I yeah, am almost certain the uh, opening game of season for us. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost certain. Um, we'll also have a quick chat about the League One playoff final that's happening Saturday as well. Because why not? It affects us. It has, it has, uh, it does have effects. Affects us. Um, how UK says there'll be thirty-minute-long rants after each championship game. <laughs> highly possible. Highly, yeah. highly possible. There usually is, um, mate. To be honest, it's just usually not on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. So let's dive into the retain list. Um, the list is slightly more black and not black and white as it should be. So the headlines are. Michael Smith and Michael Hickway are being offered deals. They're in, they're in talks, as we know. We'll come on to Michael Smith later on. There have been options. Uh, and Jimmy Lindsay, apologies. Jimmy Lindsay has also been offered, in talks of a new deal. The extensions have been triggered on Chio and Victor. Have I missed somebody else out there, Danny? I'm sure he triggered, doesn't trigger another one. Um, Chio, Victor. Who's the one? Uh, in talks with, uh, with Lindsay. As well, over a new deal. Yeah. And then the a bit, and I put that. I think certainly Chio is in talks to extend that extension. Um, mm. But no, Lindsay is. So you'd assume victory as well. I don't, that's just I was assuming, which is probably wrong. Um, and the headlines, main headlines, are the release ease. Um, so the release ease, as I have them, and then I will correct me when I get when I miss one out. Uh, I have down as Joe Matic, Angus McDonald, Mikel Miller, Freddie Ladapo, can't read me on writing, Jake Cooper, Greaves, and Gratton. Uh, they're the three kids, basically. Um, that's I've, that's covered it, haven't they? Yeah. Missing anybody out? Everybody else is under contract um, until at least next season. Um, let us start. Who do you want to start with, Michael? Let you have first bash. Which one of those releasees would you like to have a quick chat about first? Um, well, I think the obvious one is Joe Matic. Uh, you know, he's been an absolutely superb player for us, a hell of a servant. And I'm quite surprised, to be honest, to see him uh, to see him go. I, it suggests to me that the reason that's that they've done that is because um, one, he's got a lot more football left in him, which I suspect he probably has. But two, they're looking at younger upgraded models for that position and, and obviously they've got somebody in somebody in mind I would imagine um otherwise I wouldn't have been I wouldn't I'm otherwise I won't let him go personally vastly vastly experienced player capable of doing a job in at least two positions at the back there so um and and, and perform probably at his best for us at championship level as well yeah. uh, but I accept obviously he's now two years older isn't he uh, yeah. And unfortunately for him, 
you know, he, he tends to get injured tying his boots up in changing room, doesn't he? So it's, it's not a, you know, it's not great for him. Um, but uh, he's been a hell of a player for us as dramatic. Uh, love him to bits, and, and I absolutely wish him all the best for uh, for wherever he goes next. And he's going to make somebody a, a cracking player. Yeah, and I'm not only going to be a good player; they're obviously going to get a good professional as well. We're going to get a steady head. And yeah. I know he loves a good yellow card. I suppose you've got to take that into account, aren't you? The fact he loves yeah, a good yeah, yellow yeah. card. Uh, <laughs> he's got something like 57 yellow cards in his two games he's played for us. Yeah. Um, I work for the day, which, which I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of stupid things like that. Um, Jeline Simpson, I'm not surprised he might have go, but sad all the same. Uh, I think, like you say, Mick, to add fresh blood to the squad. Yeah, mm. and to Bama UK, I don't think Matic would be able to cope in one's fitness uh, team anymore. It's just a shame, but that's football. Yeah, yeah. it is, Danny. And we'd all love Matic to stay for a bit of a story and because, because because we love Joe Matic. He's great, he's great, he, he's just a liable. It's like it's like almost like Richard Wood, he's just it's like a warm blanket, you just know he's gonna be there all the time. Um <laughs> yeah. but football does move on. That's the that's the brutality of football. It doesn't matter how comfortable it is for all fans and everybody else, times change. Yeah. Um and I think Matic is just a uh, we'll call him a victim of circumstance. You know, he's um mm. been a, a really, really strong player. Throughout his whole time with us, he's loved a yellow card, like you say. He's been a good, uh, a good left back, but also a good left side centre back in his um, in his yeah. final season with us. Um, but I think, yeah, it just comes down to that thing of looking to improve where we can, and definitely put in a strong word of staying up in the championship this season. And I think because we want a, uh, a better sound does him a disservice, but someone who will enhance the squad on that side of the defence. Um, and I think it more or less comes down to how much could we have actually played him next season. You know, because we didn't really play him much this season. He played, I think, in nearly every Papa John's game, uh, bar the final, I think. And uh, and then in the FA Cup, in the AFL Cup, but in the league, he was only really a sporadic player. And as someone's of Matic's quality, you want to be starting every game that you possibly can, especially at League One level. And uh, yeah, I think wherever he goes, he will do a job for that team. But I think the best memory he leaves with us is flooring Ivan Tony when we played Peterborough. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> That, yeah. that kind of upgraded his, his standard yellow to a red, that one, didn't it? But, uh, yeah. Still worth yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, we were, I, think, I think we were 3-0 up at time, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, Still don't know why yeah, Tony never... didn't get sent off, any, but anyway, it's in the past. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, do you have another favourite moment, Mick, from Matuk? I mean, you want to pick one of his thousands of red yellow cards? Yeah, uh, <laughs> as you know, a bit about Matic is his ability to win a free kick facing his own goal. He's yeah, one yeah. of the best we've had at doing that. When he's facing yeah. his own goal, he is going to win a foul. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed that. I just love a player like that. I love a good old. He's an old, good, old-fashioned pro. You know, he's, he's steady at what he does. You know, in 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 professional football, in terms, you know, in. in in our football, in terms, he's, he's, he's unbelievable, you know. But as, as, as a professional footballer, he's, he's a steady head, experienced. He's been there, he's seen it, he's done it. And yeah, it, it, like you say, move on. They move on. Players move on. Football moves on, doesn't it? And uh, just just thank him for his, his service to our to, to us, to our club. And uh, hopefully, he'll get to he'll get a move. Mm. Hopefully so. 
Um, there was a couple of more extensions triggered. Uh, Josh Chapman and Jake Hull have also had their contracts extended uh, for a year. But third choice keeper and a kid who's going to go out on loan. So it doesn't affect necessarily the first team, but still, mm-hmm. still worth noting. Um, Angus McDonald, Danny. It's again, you mentioned about a victim of circumstance. That's Angus down to a down to a T, unfortunately, this season. Last season, he was arguably our best defender. Uh, and this season, he's because of one thing or another, couldn't get in team. Then gets a red card, which went a red card. And that's literally the last we saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Per- perfect example of victim of circumstance, unfortunately. Um, and I've read in the paper as well that he was actually quite surprised that he wouldn't be offered a new deal. And I could understand why. Because I think he thinks, and a few fans think, that he had more to offer than what he showed this season. Um, but I think long and short of it is that, again, we're trying to build a squad to not just survive in the Championship, but probably to finish it probably at least five points above the relegation zone as a minimum. And it looked, Paul Warner will have had to look at it and like, how many games could we get out of Angus? You know, What's his fitness level going to be like? Is he going to be struck with another injury or this, that and other? Um, and it's just that analysis of how many games could we get out of him, and if it's not up to the, you know, maybe 20, 25 plus, then unfortunately it's a shake hands and good luck um, elsewhere. But again, Angus goes down as one of those players that he came here, did a stellar job during his time on the pitch. One of the highlights of this season was his return against Wimbledon and mm. uh, the chance of if Angus scores were on the pitch, which was hilarious. And um, I think a few Millers fans will be keeping an eye on him and see like, where he ends up and see how he does and, and such. Uh, I've seen a few Barnsley fans um, say they want him back at Barnsley in League One and he could definitely do a job there for him. Um, but yeah, Angus is another one of those players where we shake hands, we part ways, but he goes with no aminosity at all and leaves a very highly respected player just with a low appearance number. Mm. Yeah. But if all, all things being well, Mick, it 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 played the entire season. If if it had continued how we ended last season, he would have been one of the best defenders in the league. It's just life happens, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, I guess it does. I guess it does. I I think it's quite a brave decision to 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 let him go. To be honest, and and you know, given the fact that uh, Icky's not yet signed a new deal, mm. um, maybe there's a gamble going on here. A gamble that. The deal that we offer Rick is going to be good enough to make, to make for him to stay. A gamble that Huddersfield will, will turn over Nottingham Forest, um, which they're more than capable of doing, more than capable of doing. Um, and in which case, we may well get Reg back for another season on loan. Um, maybe there's a gamble there as well. Um, you're right. It's, it's unfortunate for Angus the fact that um, that he's not been able to. To get any game time this season, and as soon as he does, he gets he gets himself wrongly sent off, uh, and that puts an end to his season. Um, so he's just not been able to get any traction in this at all, has he? Really? It... No, no, he hasn't. Um, and also, this is based on salary sport to put together wage lists um, of play of players. Um, this season, Angus McDonald, according to them was our third highest earner. Uh, Freyla Dapo was three further down the list and Joel Matic only another three down the list. So you've got three out of the top ten earners released. Um, so from that point of view, Danny, that's almost a no-brainer. If you look at how the games Angus has played this season, 
why would we keep them as X amount? You know, because because you go bear in mind when we get promoted, there'll be a clause in there somewhere that says you get X amount of increase in your wages. So it would have been even higher. Mm-hmm. So because of the games he's played, I suppose him and Matuk are perfectly. You, based on this, they're in three, three over Angus is three and a half grand a week in League One. So you're talking maybe five grand a week with, with the automatic increase. So it it had to go, I suppose. Yeah. It just adds an extra factor into, um, you know, like wage to appearance ratio, mm. you know, and how many appearances we could get out of him compared to his wage and such. Um, but I think Tony, with Tony already saying that he's willing to invest more into the put into the pool one way next season than he has done in previous championship seasons, I think the groundwork to, for that is to get um, part ways with. Um, with the players who have had low appearances but high earners, so you can get high earners in that will make a lot of appearances for you. Mm. And um, yeah, could be a little bit of a gamble with um, you know Icky's deal running out and maybe him not signing same with Reg potentially not coming back. Could be a little bit of a gamble, but if sometimes in football you have to gamble to succeed, and it's either going to swing brilliantly for us or swing very negatively against us. But in the paper they've already mentioned about we are looking at players in every single position. Um, mm. more emphasis on defence I think potentially a, a striker but all over the pitch looking at new players so it's definitely not a um, <clears throat> fill the gaps and hope for the best situation it's definitely a right who can improve our team and push us up the, uh, the football league even higher and I think with a little bit more investment we've got that's the right ideology to have now because a lot of people have said it to me that oh, you'll go straight back down next season you know t- typical yo-yo club band <laughs> with the Wednesday but, fans Maybe. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, I think if we invest in the right places and not have any animosity towards the players that leave us, I think we could succeed in the championship. And you never know, we might cross paths with some of them again at some point, you know, whether it's in the cup and they're against another team or you know they might come back for one last hurrah or something. We don't know. But yeah, the, the high-end is in Matic and McDonald's. They just go with our blessing, don't they? Unlike uh, a particular forward, but everybody else who's been released, we just go, thanks for your service, and we'll see you later. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, let's talk about the, the, um, the this will potentially be the final mention uh, of Fred Ladapo on this podcast. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, Freddie's been released, man. This is the sort of almost controversial one because we had an extension, he's a goal scorer, we could have got X amount potentially could have got X amount of money for him, maybe even recouped our cost in the first place. But we decided against it. The club have decided the best thing we can do is just basically get him off the books. Again, I already mentioned he's in the top 10 earners of the club, just over three grand a week according to Salary Sport. Uh, the club have not taken the risk. They've played it safe by getting rid of him rather than trying to recoup any money. And did you think that's the right call? Me? Oh, Dennis. Oh, me? All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think it is probably the right call uh, because obviously he, he put in the transfer request in January. The offers came in for him. Uh, I think if if there were going to be any offers, they would have come there and then because there were teams that you know needed a striker towards the back end of the season who who would have um, who, who could have scored them some goals and possibly made a difference to the, to, to where they finished. Um, I'm, I'm I'm struggling a little bit with. With the, the 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 issues that people have with him putting the transfer request in, if you don't want to stay, you don't want to stay. That's him. That's up to him. That's his choice. 
I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, my issue with Freddie has been his lack of appearance towards the back end of the season when he wasn't playing, when other t- other players have been there, and that I find a little bit difficult to to swallow. But if you take this in the round and and, and look at the the whole period that he's been with us and 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 the good times that he's given us, albeit the only only the odd one or two, there were spectacular ones. Um, you know, I take you back to Hillsborough twice. Mm. Um, you know, so for me, look, the guy's got some got whatever reasons he's got for not wanting to be here. They're his reasons, and he's perfectly justified in having them. As far as I'm concerned, you know, it's, it's we are not in a position to criticise him for wanting to move away from our club. We're not, you know. Yeah, we can talk about, and I've been his biggest critic at times in terms of his performance on the pitch, and I, I stick my hand up for that, and I stand by that because I think he's he's underperformed a lot of the time that he's been with us. But I'm not going to criticise him for wanting to leave. No way, because I don't know why he's doing that. Um, so for me, good luck to him. I hope he gets what he wants. I hope he gets what he's look gets what he's looking for. Um, I suspect it will be another League One club. Um, I, I genuinely think, from a footballing point of view, that's his level. Um, and, and and good luck to him. It, it goes with my blessing because of of what he has done for us. Um, you know, and it's sad, but that's that's how it is. That's how it is. I don't hold any any animosity towards him whatsoever, like like some do. Fair enough. Don London yeah. says we'll, they'll they miss Ladapo from a personal point of view. Well, um, that's, stuff that, yeah, that's precisely my point. I mean, that's another another episode that or another incident where instant instance, sorry, where he's given somebody a, a support of our club a moment that she'll never forget. You know what I mean? Mm. You don't have to do that. Doesn't have to get involved, you know. If he doesn't, it doesn't have to do it, uh, and he has. So, like I said, good luck to him. I think uh, it's Freddie the person that goes with our blessing, you know, because uh, like Donna's got <clears throat> um, with him helping out Nivea during a difficult time for her as well as a human being. He goes with our blessing because he is a very kind-hearted person at his core. But I think it was his. Um, his attitude on the football pitch, especially towards the end of the season, which is why I think a lot of fans are, um, are glad to see the back of him because we didn't want someone with that sort of attitude on the football pitch when you know when the going gets cut tough and you're in a promotion run and you're just down tools because you want away sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, mate. Freddie goes with our blessing, but it was just a shame that it ended on such a sour note on the football pitch. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Davis did a really good article on him, I think, last week, in last week's advertiser, basically about him being a good guy off pitch. Bill Paul Davis gets to meet these players close quite a lot, saying that he is a good guy away from the pitch, but obviously what he did on the pitch sort of let him down. If you haven't read that, I recommend you go and have a look because it sums it up much better than, than we can, uh, unsurprisingly. Mm. Um, yeah, he's gone. That's, yeah, I find it difficult. Based on the performances he put in, his attitude at the very end, it leaves an incredibly bit of taste in my mouth. It taint, it take it taints and almost takes away those special moments he gave us. It, uh, it, 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 I, I can't, I can't think about that goal at Hillsborough <laughs> without thinking about what it, about the the you know how he treads at the end. They're linked. His time at the football club is linked. 
Um, don't know. I'm a bit. I may be a bit of man, but at the football club, to uh, treat it with respect, and I don't think he did treat it with respect, and that's what frustrates me. But anyway, let's not go down a a, a new Matt rant. Let's not start a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, confirmation of Miller gone, as we already mentioned. Do you have anything to add on the kids, Danny? Danny that went to Cooper, Greaves, Grattan. I'm right in saying John Greaves has been offered a chance to come back and train pre-season, basically earn himself a contract. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think with Jerome Greaves, his contract is due to run out, but he has been invited back to train. Uh, so they must see something in him, along with uh, Kieran McGuckin as well. Mm. Uh, I think I think the young lads, I think it's, again, a, a victim of circumstance because we've gone up to the Championship we sort of know they won't get as many first-team opportunities because they don't have the AFL trophy to get them minutes. Uh, we've only really got the AFL and the FA Cup and then uh, the league itself. So I think it, it might even be time as well for them to, you know, go out into the world and and uh, experience men's football at whatever level they find themselves at because they've proved they can do that with the loan spells. And um, I think because we've gone up to the Championship and purely because of game time and to free up, again, whatever little money we can, I think that is, again, why they've had to leave. But again, lads who go with our with our blessing, from what I remember of seeing um, Jake Cooper in, and Jacob Grattan in, in, in uh, pre-season games and brief spells on the pitch, they are very capable footballers. Still very raw, you know, only 19 and 20. But it's their time to go and... I sound like a sound like a parent, don't I? Time to spread the wings and go and find themselves in the world. <laughs> but I think because yeah. because we don't have a, the youth set up, other teams do. We don't have an under twenty three to further development or anything. That is unfortunately what we have to do. You know, like the the teams uh, up the road in Sheffield, they've got under, official under twenty threes teams that that have competitive leagues. Unfortunately, we don't have the uh, the structure for that. So our solution is to say. We've developed you as much as we can. Off you go into your own world of football. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. Um, so let's talk about how it leaves the squad, Mick. So the, the, how the website has described it on the article was we had 14 uh, players who remain under contract uh, and four that are uh, we have opened the extension to. So we've mentioned the four, Chapman, Hull, Victor and Chio. But the 14 you look at that are under contract, so, so at least 18. Let's say we've got 18 under contract. That's, that's where we are right now. Mm. But of that 18, we have Curtis DeRose, who was unlikely to get any game time next season. Kieran McGuckin, who was probably not going to get any. And also Mackenzie Warren. You could even maybe throw Bowler in there, who is probably not going to get much game time. So we're down to 14, is where we're, is, is where we're at. And that's why Warney said we need seven, eight, nine players. Because yeah. 14 players, that's, that's, that's the basis of a squad. But yeah. it's nowhere near enough, obviously. It's nowhere near enough, clearly. Um, but it's a very, very strong base to start from. Mm. When you yeah. look at the quality that's in there, um, I would argue at this stage of the season, for the last probably 10 years, it's a stronger base that we've had to build on in, in all that time. Um, so I'm confident, absolutely confident that the recruitment team they will have been doing their work anyway. We know that. They will have identified the players that they want and I'm absolutely confident that they'll get the right players in. I suspect Will Grigg will come back. Mm. I'm not quite confident about that. Um, I've got no basis for that confidence at all. 
Um, but I just I just feel that he, he he fitted in, and I think he enjoyed himself here, and and he is coming relatively speaking towards the back end of it, the latter end of his career. You know, he's not you know he's not seventeen anymore, is he? You know, so it, it, it's going to provide him with some security and some um, a, a, a reasonable place to to uh, to see out two or three years of, of, of the back end of his career. It'd be great for him, uh, reasonably close to where he lives as well. So it, it, it kind of ticks all the boxes. Um, obviously, just the wages issue there, um, and then we'll have to wait and see who they've uh, who they've got in mind. And I'm sure there'll be some surprises in terms of Talaji Bola. I'm not. Sure that he will go out on loan. I, I, he's not a million miles away. I don't think from being a, a really good, a good class um, left back. I, I genuinely think that um, he's still got a bit of work to do. But we'll have to wait and see on that whether he's um, whether he's going to be up, up up to it. You don't get through that Arsenal academy and 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 sign professional forms at Arsenal without being without having a certain amount of talent. Let's say. Um, yeah. Certainly, probably more talent than uh, that we've managed to produce over the years. You know what I mean? Or sign at that age. So uh, I think I've needed to get all us then, not at signings. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a great base to work from for me. Yeah, uh, Damien Duncan mentions that he should probably possibly include uh, a dolphin of the players who might not get game time. Yeah, he might be one of those players that fits in more in the championship. Um, but then you've got JJ as well, who might not get game time, so he might force out on loan. It's quite a top-heavy lineup, Danny, in terms of players on the on, on books currently. You've got Wes Harding and Richard Wood as our defenders. That's it. <laughs> Those are our defenders signed up. That'll do, mate. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, do for, I'll do for three at back. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got players that can fill in, but that's obviously the key area with once talked about it. central defense is probably the key area we're short on. Yeah, but it, like like Mick said, it's it's an okay start, isn't it? You know, we, Rome wasn't built in a day. We have to start somewhere, and someone who with Harding's quality and the experience of Richard Wood is a, a fairly good start. Um, but yeah, like I said in the paper, the emphasis will be on <clears throat> a few positions at the back. Hopefully, Icky. Resigns and uh, we get Reg back on loan, hopefully, because then that back line's looking a lot healthier st- straight away. Um, and yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> again, like I said with Angus, I think it's looking at people who can turn out week in, week out, but also do it effectively, you know, but also be efficient with wage to appearance ratio and such. Um, th- th- you can you can see where the plan is. Basically, I mean, <clears throat> we're looking at it with amateur eyes and and from the fan perspective. And, ba- and long and short is, we basically have no idea what's going on at the football club. Right. We just we just talk about it. It's like, oh, have you seen this? Let's talk about it on the podcast. But <laughs> you can you, you can see like the bits of paper that we've been given, just starting to formulate the plan that's coming into it. We have put a couple bids in for some players already and acquired and inquired about some other ones. Um. But obviously, that's not going to be moving at all until at least next month. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually quite excited for this transfer window. I'm excited to see what we do with it um, because now that we know to expect a fair haul of players, it's be interesting to see who's on that list and whether it's some household names, but also some surprises as well. Yeah, 
Right, we'll come on to that. We'll do some transfers in a minute. What we'll do now is have a very quick word from the legends at Manscaped, who are sponsoring the podcast at the moment, and then we'll be back to cover all sorts of transfer nonsense. I'd like to have a look at the League One to the playoff final as well. See you in a moment. Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the Performance Package. Which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner, and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls. So they they work very well. Uh, I would highly I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower it comes with a little light. Uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on. So it's very good. It comes with a little charging port, or which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I I highly recommend it. You highly recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend that somebody goes to manscape.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben either recommends it. Yes, he does. Um, let's have a two minutes on Michael Smith, Mick. Um, the noises are that um, Paul Davis described it in his article as one of the best deals that the club has ever offered a player. Um which is well, as things stand, we all what is general knowledge is that Dexter Blackstock was one of the best we've offered, which was rumored to be about 10 grand a week. That was the rumor at the time. Um, now obviously, this won't just be here's 10 grand a week and off you go, there'll be bits <laughs> yeah. to it, obviously. Um, but for the club to go out and say, right, so we as a fan, we haven't got a benchmark, haven't we? Really, we, we know roughly where we're, where we're working with. Um, if we ever anywhere near like that, that is properly pushing the boy out, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I, if we've offered that, then I'll be surprised if he doesn't stay. Mm. Very surprised. Bearing in mind how comfortable he is in this squad, around this team, around this club. Um, but listen, we just got to wait and see. It's a bit like waiting for Christmas, isn't it? You know, and, and we know what's coming. What well, do we? Do we? You know, no Christmas it, coming. Yeah. Well. You don't know what you're going to get, though, do you? No, that's true. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm not concerned. I've said it before. I mean, it might be a bit controversial. Listen, if he goes, he goes. Then we, we will replace him. Maybe not immediately with somebody as good, but we will. You know, we've become very, very attached to Michael Smith um, just because of because of the story and because he's, of what he's capable of and what he's, what he's provided us with. Um, he's been an absolute superstar for us. But if he moves on, it'll be for his benefit and, and nobody could ever blame him for that. So, But we've done what we can as a club, by the sounds of it. Now we'll have to wait and see whether anybody else comes along and um, and one-ups us. I'm sure somebody will try, but mm. can they offer everything that we can offer? Mm. Yeah, I, I, sure. I, I know the answer to that. The answer is no, they can't. Because I don't think that there is another club at the 92 that can offer Michael Smith what we can offer him, bearing in mind his connection with this club. Mm. That's me. 
Yeah, Shellstone says, do you think people like Grigg and Wood could influence Michael Smith to say, you are valued here, the grass isn't always green elsewhere, money isn't everything, and when to find, and when you find a club, you are such a good fit in. And I think, that Danny, that's that's a good point. Grigg and Woody, you've got people there who have been shunned by, by managers. But you've also got Michael Smith. You look at Michael Smith's career, before he came to us, he was almost a journeyman. That might have been a bit harsh on him, but not far off with how many loans he had. And he's found his home from a footballing mm. point of view. Um, yeah, he, he's not a 22-year-old kid who's thinking, just get me money, just get me cash, just get me cash. That's He's clearly not how it is. Obviously, that's important because he's got a family that he's to look after. But he's at an age where, he, I assume, he seems a clever guy. He seems a sensible guy who's... That's not everything. He's got to. He's got to do everything that suits him, not just the wages. Yeah, I think um, it, Smiths. I see a lot of people talk about it and say this could be like his last big payday, sort mm. of thing. I mean, personally, I'm not convinced with that because I think Smith could still move up higher if he's now just hit the, the form of his of his life, the form of his career. Effectively, if we keep improving him, it could turn into a you know a Jamie Vardy character where he doesn't peak mm. until. Is at the age where some people would write him off, um, <clears throat> but the the rumored thing that we've offered him is a three year, year deal. <clears throat> That's what I've heard anyway. Um, and yeah, like people have been saying, it's the biggest um, package, shall we say, in the club's history. And I'm going to have to put my conspiracy theory hat on for this on. one because like. in his piece, in his piece in the Advertiser, he talks about how he <clears throat> we're moving house soon. Um, in, in his piece in the advertiser, um, and yeah, he's got a young family, he's got one uh young daughter, I think, and another one on the way, so I might be looking too much into it. But he's mentioned about having a house, we've mentioned about it's the one of the biggest packages in the club's history. You know, Tony Stewart's opened his wallet up to the lads going to Vegas. Has he said to Smith, if you stay with Rotherham and sign that three year deal, we'll buy you a house for your growing family? <laughs> I'm not sure that's why the conspiracy theory hats on, but. You never know. <laughs> yeah. One, one, of the, one of the quotes from it said something on, along the lines of, I've spoke to some other clubs, but there's nothing concrete and we'll know by the end of next week. Well, if there's been mm. nothing concrete from any other club, you're not going to sign for them. And yeah, it's a it, risk to wait. It's a big risk to wait, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like you say, he said that he has spoke with representatives at other clubs, but it's not like they've said, we'll offer you a three-year deal with this amount of wage. It's probably just touching base going, you know, what's the situation with Rotherham then? Um, and for him to say it should be done by the end of next week and he's not going to keep us waiting around for his decision, that, like you said, that is a very tight window for him to decide on where he's going to spend the next X amount of years as a footballer. Uh, to the point where maybe a bigger club might come in later. We're not sure, but he's already set the wheels in motion. You know, he's talking to his missus about it all and uh, what's going and getting her thoughts on it. He's obviously thinking about his young family as well. I mean, for me, it's like making the right noises for him to re-sign and, and stay on for a bit. But at the same time, <clears throat> um, he could still move on and make the decision to try with a, uh, try and get a bigger deal from another club, but I don't know the way he sort of spoke in the article. Well, I don't know how it's quoted, but the way he sort of spoke to Paul Davis in, for the article, it almost sounds like he's saying, "Just hang on a little bit," but I still really like this football club, you know. And he doesn't want to like give anybody anybody the wrong idea. 
sort of thing. But for me, the noises that he was making are quite positive ones. But again, this is the excitement of the postseason, isn't it? We'll have to just wait and see. But mm-hmm. I think we, I think we need to just cross everything that we can that he does resign because after coming off the back of that League One season, he'll do a very good job in the Championship next season. I just hope it's wheels. Yeah. yeah. And let's, let's have a play a bit of hypothetical, Mick. If we manage to keep Michael Smith, it's almost a landmark moment for the football club because in, in our past, in our, in our history, my time watching the club, when we've wanted to keep one of our top players, they're not staying. <laughs> they're just not yeah. staying, are they? They just they go somewhere else. You, you go back to the night, you know, Alan Lee and people like that at the time. They went, they went, obviously went out of contract, but he went because he wanted bigger and better things. Alfie, similar sort of thing. Yeah. We, the list goes on and on and on. And I think that's a testament, obviously, to Paul Warren. I mean, for, for, and also to Tony Stewart, not 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 the cash he's offering him, but Spike Smith clearly got an emotional attachment to this place, and that's that emotional attachment is clearly almost as worth as much as the money, which is making him think about it, and I th- it just shows a difference. If 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 for me, this could be a, a key moment in the club, being able to keep somebody like that if he does choose to stay. You don't win anything with good human beings, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I keep going back to that. And I keep going back to it, and people use that, and they've used that in the past as the headline, you know, the puppy little headline that you know we're not, we don't, we're we're all sort of, you know, all trendy and everything else. You've got to look behind that. You've got to look behind what that sort of environment creates, mm-hmm. um, and it, what it, one of the one of the byproducts of it, for, from our point of view, a positive byproduct of it is it creates that that environment that people want to be in. They want to stay there. They, they're, they're happy in their work. They enjoy themselves. They're, they're comfortable. And they feel that not only a, a, a financial attachment because they're being paid, but they feel an emotional attachment as well. And that's just as strong. That can be just as strong. That that good human being thing has got many many strands to it, and that's just one. That's that that's just another one of them. Um, and and hopefully, hopefully, we've managed to get our sort of um, claws into into the likes of Smithy and, and and people like that that is gonna that are gonna drag them back towards our club because of it makes them happy. Mm. You know, you you only got to work to earn money to do stuff that makes you happy. If you can go to work, earn money and be happy doing it, what else do you need in life? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and if you can sign on, who knows the, height, the heights and goals he can hit. What's he got? 60, 60, 60, 61 goals for us so far. If you play signs for three or more years, he could be touching 100 goals by the end of that, potentially. Yeah. Um, we should be incredible. We're getting incredible. That's slow. I do wonder if that plays on players' minds, you know. I've got this many things. If I stay here, I, I, I could I can do this these amazing things. I wonder if that plays a part as well. Might not. Uh, it would for me, but that's because I'm you know stupid. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, is there anything? Uh, Donald London asked a question. If you could choose any League One defender in any team to sign for us, who would you pick? The obvious one for me is that giant Accrington um, Sykes. Yeah. He is. He fits. He fits the mold. Rotherham player. He's massive. A good defender, and not terrible at that. And not terrible on deck. Um, any any advances? 
Okay, he's still ain't bad, is he? Nah, he's <laughs> 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 No, I agree. I agree. Is, it, is it Alex Sykes? I, uh, I, I think so. But yeah, like you say, an absolute giant of a defender, still only um, <clears throat> in his... Uh, in his, Ross. In his, ah, Ross. I'm sure I've heard of an Alex Sykes somewhere, but anyway. Um... But yeah, absolute towering defender, the sort of guy you want in a back line. You know, just just the big lad who heads the ball out, but he's also decent mm. with his feet. And um, how he played against us in all three games for Accrington, um, he is a very good player, destined for higher up, I think. Um, but no noise from us about him as of yet. No. Uh, he's six foot, four, four and a bit, Mick, if you're interested. No. Uh, no, not interested. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he was all right, weren't he? Nobody, you know, you know, looking back at this season from a from a defensive point of view, I, I nobody that we played against really stands out to me at all. Mm. I, and I don't know whether that's because you know we spent most of the first half of the season battering everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we just. I don't ever remember anybody having Michael Smith in the pocket. I just remember him having having off days because he he, he weren't in game or he were injured or whatever. You know, I, no, I, I've got nothing on that one. I'm afraid. Okay, that's helpful. I think the best yeah. way you can describe Ross Sykes is is um, the embodiment of what an Irish wolfhound is. You know, he's like an Irish wolfhound, but as a but as a human being. And defender, <laughs> you know, no one them people you sort of go, Oh, you're tall, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Uh, Jalen Simpson says Romani Edmund Green, I agree with that one. Mick, yeah, I love that one, definitely. That one gets mixed seal of approval. And Michael Heque, he's another good one as well. I'd have him, he's not bad, yeah, he's not bad, yeah. Um, we are asking the question to Huddersfield about Reg as well. Paul Warner said he will speak to the guy at Huddersfield about it, but obviously. They'll be waiting to see what league they're in next season. And if they're in Premier League, yeah, we'll probably get Reggie back. If they're in Championship, we might need to convince them a bit better. But just just know that we are ready to have the conversation. Same with Will Grigg and actually signing his contract. We are going to have the conversation. If not this week, then next week, I think. Yeah. Well, with Reg, if the rumours are, are, rumors are, are to be believed, we almost signed him permanently last summer. And I know he signed a new contract to Huddersfield partway through the season, but that could have been just a bit of an insurance policy for them. So if they were potentially looking to get rid of him permanently last summer, do they, how highly do they actually rate him? If that rumour's true, obviously. Um, I don't know. Danny, Tom Barkhausen's name has been lifted. Apparently we were the first ones to mention this as a link to Rodney I, so I feel quite proud of that. I don't know whether we've started something. Or whether it's actually there we are is a semi-bit of interest. But I think Tamshaw mentioned that in the, again in Advertise today that there was a it's a name that we're looking at. He didn't dismiss it, did he? No, no, he didn't outright dismiss it like he did with uh, with Izzy Brown. Because uh, when Paul Davis asked him the Izzy Brown question, it was just straight up no. So it's like <laughs> right, okay, come on. Um, but we Tom Barkhausen, he was a bit more um, coy, I think is the word mm. with his response. You know, basically said, oh yeah, it's, it's someone who will will look at, but. You know, we've not, we've obviously not approached him yet because uh, we still want to weigh up our options. But that's sort of answering the question without 
answering the question, which is sort of like, yeah, it might be on our list, but we're not going to tell you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that yeah. whole thing with football clubs, which you have to respect as well. Um, but yeah, he is now officially on my transfer board because um, now not it's not just Twitter making the noises, it's also the football club that are making the noises about it. And um, yeah, if we do sign him, I think we deserve at least an interview with him because we're the ones who started the whole rumour. You know, we, we should have first dibs on that one, I think. <laughs> we we get assist on the uh, on the transfer, I think. Do we get I think we do we get a percentage of fee? I think we do, yeah. <laughs> is that, is that work? <laughs> uh, it works out somewhere in the region of about uh percent. Be like the APRs that you get on your bank account, not point not one percent every month. Yeah, yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not point not one percent. That's what it'll be. <laughs> or, or Tempe and a Freddo. We'll take that as well. We'll take anything. We're not fussy. <laughs> uh, Brian Vernon says the Chizzy striker whose name he can't spell. Um, pronounce it would oh, be difficult as well, to be honest with you. He's uh, uh, Tashi Manga. Yeah, there you go. Dennis Brown yeah. it. If it's wrong, Dennis Fault. Um, yeah, it's probably wrong, to be fair. <laughs> It's worth noting that the National League season's not even finished, not even close to being finished. Their playoffs start this weekend, and I think they've got throughout three weeks in terms of getting through the playoffs. So there's there'll be nobody coming in from National League until very close to the start of the season, if that even happens to be the case. Um, any other names, Danny, that you can share with us that you've heard rumours of? It's been fairly quiet from what I've heard uh, on the Twitter vine. Yeah, um, one of the main ones seems to be a few still making a noise about Cole Stockton. Um, and the whole thing of him rejecting the deal at Morecambe because he wants to push up um, with his footballing level. Um, but again, that all hinges on whether Smith resigns or not. You know, if Smith doesn't resign, I think we'd be more in the driving seat for Cole Stockton. But again, it's circumstantial, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah other than that, you, we've effectively exhausted our supply of transfer rumours now, so I think we need to get a new one going, don't we? Need to get a new one going. Yeah, we'll think of one. Um, pre-season has planning, pre-season planning's underway, Paul Warren's confirmed they're going to Croatia, which is a change. Uh, I think we've been to Austria twice, Hungary and now Croatia, uh, which will be nice and sunny in July. Uh, a pre-season friend has been confirmed and then unconfirmed The crew <laughs> Crew announced that we were going to play them the week before the season started. That has now been removed from Crew's website. Um, very strange. Don't know why they've done that, uh, but that's probably going to happen. Uh, these things happen. Because if, if we've not announced it, I suppect it's one of those reciprocal things, isn't it? I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they, they'll, they'll come, won't they? And uh, obviously, it'll start off with a Pargate one and then move on from there, won't it? So. Um, just see how it pans out, and I assume that we'll be playing Leicester again because we seem to play them every preseason. Uh, they last year. Say again. They played last year. Borough and um, Newcastle oh, yeah. won it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair comment. I'll shut up then. It's what do I know? Have you noticed, though, that every time we play Leicester, they do well in a season? It's like we played them in the season uh, they won the Premier League, yeah. and then we played the season that they won the FA Cup. So it's like they might be coming to us going, um, do you mind giving us a hand with that Conference League? Yeah. Or we'll play you again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Powerman UK on Trans Rumour says, I don't think it matters if Smith signs for, uh, Smith signs for Stockton. With Freddie leaving, it leaves room from there. Possibly, but with if Grigg comes in, Grigg probably fills the Freddie role. In terms of a slot in the squad, I think Stockton would would take Smith's role or JJ's if JJ goes out on loan potentially. 
Don't forget, we've still got Georgie Kelly who uh, put us there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else on preseason? Obviously, the Parkgate game will happen end of June, probably, because of how early it's starting. Um, I mean, I, I kind of put together a like a, a weird diary um, of, of potential dates that then was very quickly muddied because crews pulled out in some regards for, for the end of it. Um, but I, I have the proof. I have the evidence that crew did tweet it. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going mad, I promise you. I have got it. Um, but from my working out, and this is proper working out, because I've sat down and looked at a calendar and gone, yep, that'll do. Um, I reckon we'll play Parkgate probably on the 25th of June. Because mm. basing it off what we did um, for what is now last season, actually, uh, we did Parkgate, then we went away to... Hungary played the team in their third division, and um, and then came back and then filled it out. But when we were meant to, we were meant to play two teams out in Hungary, but we only ended up playing one because somebody else pulled out because uh, of COVID, I believe. So it'll be part eight, two in Croatia, uh, come back, maybe squeezing another two, and then crew was meant to be on the twenty third of July, but now we don't know about that one, so we'll wait and see. And then the season itself starts on the 30th. Now, there might be a few split 11 games yeah, in there. Maybe squeezing in. Yeah, and then squeezing one or two more. Um, but, yeah, that is roughly the calendar that I've conjured. And no doubt I'll get an email of Sam Todd saying, how do you know this information is meant to be private <laughs> at some point? <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's what I've worked out, and I will be planning my holidays accordingly. Okay. Uh, Mick, would you like a pointless stat? I mean, love yeah, them. please, I love them. Can't get enough of them. Um, when we play on the 30th of July, it'll be the first time we've ever played a league game in July. And we will have completed the, the year. July is the final month we haven't played a game in, a league game in. Wow. Mm-hmm. Played, it, played in June in 1948. I think that was because there was a big freeze. I, I seem mm. to recall the story on that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I remember that. The 12 months. I, I know you would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, pointless stat. We are the number no, no, one place no, Rotherham United pointless stats. No, that, that's the sort of thing where if our first game of the season ends up on Sky, it won't, but if it does, that's the sort of stat they come out with, and we can all credit it now to you, Max. If they use that stat, we'll just go, Yeah, <laughs> Matt, Max said that first on, on the podcast <laughs> on this day. We demand rep- reparations or something for that. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know if, do you know if Sky Sports put us on telly and they move it to Monday the 1st of August? I will be fuming. <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing yeah. Sky, they move it to the Friday, so then it would be the, uh, yeah. the 29th, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Mick, realistically, the, the watch Danny's mentioning there, we'll play part gate end of June, which is likely. Season's only just over a month away, you know, you know from the pre-season friendlies. Yeah. We've just finished it's, we're a month away from being back at games. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's great for us. Yeah, for supporters. Uh, not so great for for any of our families who are non-supporting, non-footballing <laughs> supporting, uh, and not so great for the players probably for their lack of downtime. You know, it's um, it's a very very quick turnaround uh, because of this stupid World Cup. Um, well, imagine but, if we we're going to playoffs. Imagine if we're at playoff final. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, two, only only two months between end of season and start of season, whereas we yeah, are yeah. obviously at three months. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's well, the best you will cup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we said stupid. We will definitely be talking about it when it comes around. Um, so okay. you have to change the shoe in the mouth, I think. <laughs> Fine. Um, on other games that Mick will get frustratingly annoyed at, let's talk about the League One playoff final. Sunderland, uh, Sunderland almost hosts Wickham at Wembley. Bear in mind how many fans are taken. Um, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be. I, I'm looking forward to it. I know Mick's going to, you know, sit on that idea and squash it, but I'm looking forward to <laughs> the. How intriguing it's going to be! Intriguing. I don't think it's going to be pretty, Mick, but it's got a lot of ingredients to be potentially quite very interesting. Uh, is it really? You think? Yeah. I mean, we, we talked, like you say, we talked to Neil Richard, Neil Richardson last night, and obviously being a Sunderland fan, he, he got quite some quite good things to say about Alex Neil, and I, I have, have to agree with him. He's a he's a cracking manager. Um, how much quality are we going to see on display on Saturday? Oh. Bear in mind, you look at, and, and I can only clearly based this on the games that we've played this season because that's the only time that I've seen these two two sides um, with the exception of the playoff uh, the playoffs it, it, it's going to be I can't see it being a great game I can't I'd like to think it is but I, I just can't see it Wickham are going to spend most of the time kicking it into 14 million Sunderland fans 14 million Sunderland fans are going to keep singing about how many of, there, how many of them there are and Sunderland are just going to do whatever it is that they're doing. I'm not entirely sure what that is, if I'm quite honest with you. Um, so, yeah, and with a bit of luck, we can just throw a championship referee into the middle of that, and happy days. It'll be, uh, it'll be a right ball, won't it? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, mate. I'm not, but I'm convinced. I'm not convinced. I'm pretty sure that Wickham will uh, will go through. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You've got to watch it because we need, we need something to talk about on Sunday. Uh, you've got to watch it. <laughs> um, Danny, can I find any enthusiasm from your corner? Um, well, it's just a game of football, isn't it, really? <laughs> the, the, the only thing that makes it interesting is whoever wins we're playing next season, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's really it. I still feel a little, a little bit... Dirty for cheering Sunderland's goal against Wednesday, like at one of ours. Um, but ah, well, um, but the one thing I do hope is that it doesn't go to penalty shootouts because I have had enough of penalty shootouts this season. I've seen no, three live with Rotherham and then four on telly. So we've had uh Port Vale, Cambridge, and Hartlepool with Rotherham, um, both Liverpool games in cup finals. Sheffield United and then Rangers against Frankfurt. I've had enough of penalty shootouts. My heart can't take it. I, I will come and say, I only, I only watched that the Rangers game because of the Tavernier um, yeah. in the Rangers squads. But I just can't act penalty shootouts anymore. My blood pressure can't act it. The machine <laughs> that takes my blood pressure keeps beeping at me. It's not nice. <laughs> I could watch penalty shootouts every day of the year. They're just glorious. They're just <laughs> amazing. There's something about the pressure and our players react to that pressure and everything about it. Tears in the stand. I, I, I would have put Rangers <laughs> win last night, but just turned into the crowd and there's people crying about it. It's just... Cameraman did a great job, to be fair. He must have had about 15 Rangers fans crying. did <laughs> <laughs> a great job. Not just little kids either. They were grown men blubbering, weren't they? Um, that's, what, that's what I'll probably say on Sunday. Saturday, sorry. You know, Sunderland lose again. 
they'll be they'll be devastated. But mm. Wickham will come again. I think it's one of those that is. I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be terrible quality. You don't have to be, don't have to be good quality game to be enjoyable. That's that's my no, that's true. Maybe. That's true. Um, I, I'm I'm going to put my eggs in one basket and say Sunderland will win. I'd prefer Sunderland to win. Because basically it's about time they got out of that division. It only takes us a single year, and this is what their fifth one. No, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should be supporting um Sunland anyway, mate, because your um Twitter friend uh, Chris on Twitter for your hurdle. Is it hurdle? Hurdle? Yeah, yeah. I know she is, and, and I and I get that and I understand that and I do feel a little bit bad for it, but you know that you know if Sunderland go up. Mm. They're going to start spending money again, like it's going out of fashion, aren't they? And what's that going to do to club? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they were replaced with, point, with rubbish players. Well, yeah, yeah. But the one thing I don't like about the, the playoff finals is that they're using VAR. You know, and, uh, again, interesting. Uh, yeah, and we 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 can see where the underhand tactic is there. It's like, oh, we'll just try and play a final and see what see what happens with it, and then we might introduce it into the football league. Why do they want to see what might happen with it? We know what's going to happen with it. Well, they, they did the whole test event thing in the Premier League, and then just went, eh, it's failed, but we'll use it anyway. Yeah, you know, so they're, they're doing the same with the playoffs and the championship, yeah. aren't they? But, yeah. Well, well the, the issue is, and this is a this is a wider topic that. You have to be trained to use VAR, so you can't have Trevor Kettle being the man in the middle for VAR because he's not mm. trained to use it. So they're having to use Premier League referees for playoff finals. Even League One, League One Two will have to have Premier League trained referees using it. Uh, so that takes away uh, this. This, I mean, this, this is only a minor topic, but it takes away from League One, League Two referees having that moment to referee at Wembley, which is a big moment. That's part of the play, whether you like it or not. That's part of the playoffs. That yeah. these, these these referees get that opportunity, they're losing that opportunity now, and then it also presents a, a problem. If you do bring in a championship, you've then got to train all these referees who aren't very good at refereeing anyway to do something that's even more potentially slightly more difficult. Um, I'm sure we will get comments on this. Stephen Adams asks any comments from Mix regarding championship referees. Uh, There'll be plenty, Stephen. There will be plenty of the uh, coming season. Um, we're hoping. We, we did have a, a very short negotiation with uh, with Howard Webb, and we're hoping that Howard will uh, will come on at some stage. Hopefully, it'd be great if we could get him on pre pre next season. Um, we'll we'll have to wait and see. So there might be some interesting chats to be had there in yeah. terms of refereeing standards. You still have to be careful. He's still, I think, he's employed by the MLS. Yeah, exactly. He still has to be careful. He does. I don't because I'm not. <laughs> Howard, if you do listen to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's absolutely not sorry. He would do it anyway. <laughs> if we were sorry, he wouldn't do it, as I say to the seven-year-old. Um, well, one, one, th- one thing I, there could be an idea with Howard Webb um, is having referees corner, where it's just Howard Webb saying, look at this decision for us, what would you have given? And then any, any argument we've got saying, oh, it could be a penalty, we just cut to Howard Webb and he just goes, no, it's not a penalty. End of discussion, just move on. If you watch Ref Watch on Sky Sports, a Ref Watch on Monday where Dermot uh, Gallagher looks back at the weekends and it just talks like a referee. And that's what I don't like is as well, actually, technically, I can see why the referee's giving it. But is it the right decision? 
Well, I can see why the referee's given it. So you're not and you're not telling me whether it's the right decision or no. not. What I know I would have been a bit more straight that's, talking. That's the thing we need. What do you yeah, think? Yeah. Not what oh yeah. well, referee you can see why. No, 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 no. What would you have given? Would yeah. you have sent him off or would you have given him a yellow card? What, what do you think, yeah. Howard? That's what we need. I think we just <laughs> talked him out of coming on there, to be honest. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Essex Formula message from Danny and Mick. Danny and Mick, you won the um Preseason predictions, you said, like, oh, yeah. you would have oh. get in touch. Um, anything else? We've gone to again, we're managing to get an hour, hour, hour two, two hours a week out of no Rotherham games, and we're still talking about quite a lot about Rotherham. Um, is there anything else Rotherham related or slightly tenuously Rotherham related that you'd like to talk about? I think, um, oh, do you fancy that Brian Vernon's mentioned in the comments there? Oh. Would you yeah. rather play Huddersfield or Forest next year? Forest. Mm. I yeah, don't I'd trust I'd like, I'd like another three-season run of being good. I'd like another moment like we had against Forest when uh, Will Vulture shoved Roy Keane out of the way. I'd love to have <laughs> another moment like that with him. Be careful, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. We should point out the idiot who headbutted Billy Sharp is a clown and thankfully got his prison sentence handed down. There's not much mm. more to say on that other than I can't, I can't. We don't swear on this podcast, do we? So I can't <laughs> say what I actually want to say. Um, but thankfully, the shots are right. That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, a shame that they put it to a former Forest player, so it's just blinded, obviously. Isn't it? Exactly. Just a clown. Complete clown. Um, yeah. Mick, Huddersfield, Forest? Yeah, I think I prefer to play Forest. I think Huddersfield are starting to build again. Uh, I think their manager, with his pedigree as well, is 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 going to be a very very good manager. Um, I just wonder whether they've got quite enough this season to make it. That's all. Um, I know the lad they brought on back end of the the game against Luton. I can't remember his name. Has he been injured? Um, the man scored. Jordan Rhodes. No, no. I know who he is because he he's at Skillsborough. Um, no, I can't remember his name anyway. But. Um, I just wonder whether they've got quite enough. They're still playing tippy-tappy around back, aren't they? And not quite. They don't really seem to be able to penetrate very often. Um, but if they... If they get injured Forest, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they, if they can get past Forest, I think they'll do reasonably well next season, to be honest. So they'll be able to invest a little bit and uh, they've got a very, very good manager. Um, yeah. so we'll see. But uh, I'd, I'd like it to be Huddersfield, to be honest. Um you know, it uh, means we've only got one local derby so far in it then next year, and that's Sheffield United. So uh, I'm I'm comfortable with that. So it's going to lead yet? Well, we could do, but Everton are currently doing their best to um, to throw. Are it they out. really? Yeah, they're losing at home to Palace. Uh, Burnley. Le- Leeds, Leeds are still in the drop zone though. So it's going to the final day in the Premier League between yeah, that yeah. last place. No, Leeds have dropped in because Burnley were in the relegation zone. We took them in. Ah, see. We're recording live, and once we watch this tomorrow, and Burnley have lost. Anyone make any sense of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, we'll, well, final day of the Premier League so on Sunday. We'll cover any other more other topics. We'll cover the, the League One playoff final. The final day of the Premier League league season is Sunday as well. So we'll then cover who we who we're going to play, um, and anything in between. To be honest with you. So, in, in terms of future episodes, we will probably, based on the Michael Smith situation, we'll probably do a normal episode next Thursday. Because that there will be something to talk about. Um, we hope, hopefully, um, 
Oh, we may play. We may, yeah, we may play that by ear. We'll see how that goes. We've got one of the former player in the bank. We've already mentioned. We talked to Neil Richardson. We've got another one lined up for next Tuesday. We've got a few more irons in the fire in terms of getting maybe one of the current lot on. There's, there's some questions gone in to that one. Uh, and we'll try and see what we can wiggle about some other players as well, because I know that's what people want to see and hear from. Um, keep an eye, keep an eye on the socials. We're nearly at 1,000 followers on Twitter, so please go over and follow us on there. Uh, just to tick over that 1,000 would be beautiful. <laughs> um, we're on 985, I think it is. So if you're watching on Facebook, go over to Twitter and log in and follow us. Uh, same on YouTube, we'll keep it with 600. If we get to 600 soon, that would be amazing. Um and yeah, keep an eye on everything. Keep an eye on everything because we, we, we're trying to do as much stuff we can throughout the summer to keep the Rotherham flag rolling. Uh, Mick, anything else? Yeah. Fantastic. Let's go watch Everton lose. Danny, anything else from you? <laughs> no, I'm all good. Perfect. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you Sunday. And then after that, who knows? Have a nice weekend. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.